everybody. Hey, this is John Fenn, Church Without Walls International, C-W-O-W-I.org. We're a house church network worldwide, people of like-minded uh, like-minded beliefs in relationship-based faith as expressed in the home, around family, friends, neighbors, co-workers, rotating homes, rotating who leads each meeting, bound together by the Spirit of God. And so these teachings that I do are all about discipleship. And today, talking about taking words out of context. Have you ever had your words taken out of context? And when the person does that, then they totally misunderstand what you're trying to say. That happened to Jesus as it's it's highlighted uh, about his trial. You know, in John chapter, what is it, 219, he said, destroy this temple in three days, I'll raise it up. And then those words were used against him in Mark 14, 58 at his trial, where some of the witnesses said that, that Jesus claimed to tear down this temple and in three days I'll raise it up. He did say that, but it was taken out of context because he was talking about the temple of his body and they didn't have that understanding. So they lifted the words out of context and applied them in another, in another situation. What if, what if, Everything that you have believed to be the Lord, Christianity, what God wants, church, everything. What if what you believed has been lifted completely out of context? What if all your life in the faith, you have believed things which have been taken out of context? Wouldn't that be horrible? I mean, you hate it when one or two lines are, is done to you. I mean, we see this illustration from John chapter 2 and Mark uh, chapter 14 here how Jesus' you know, one statement about the temple was taken out of context and used against him at a trial. What if your whole faith, your whole life of faith, was based on words taken out of context? How, how horrible would that revelation be? You see, that's what happened to me February 4th in 2001 when the Lord appeared to me and he said this. He said, see what I see. People running to and fro to this meeting and that looking for the spectacular, thinking that is supernatural while they miss the supernatural work in their midst, even in their own hearts, for the process of discipleship is supernatural. Then he said some other things, and then he said this. He concluded with this. As it was in the beginning, so it must be now, I'm moving in relationships. That was February 4th in 2001. Over the next nine, ten months, I searched what he meant, that he's moving in relationships. And I learned about uh, home-based churches as seen throughout uh, China and, and other places. And by October of that year, I had concluded that I didn't want to be a pastor of a church again. But if I did, I told my wife, I said I would do it like Paul did in his living room. And then uh, again in, in November 4th of that year, the Lord appeared to me and told me to start a house church and a house church network. And he said, structure it in such a way to facilitate the development of house churches around the world. And when I asked him why, he said, it's, he said, it's against a time to come. Be a resource for them, for it's against a time to come. In other words, it's a treasure house, a storehouse, a, a, a deposit against a time to come. That was almost 19 years ago and as I'm recording this, and we're about to enter into that time. One of the things that I learned during those nine, ten months of studying is what I said at the very beginning here. I had taken the words of the New Testament completely out of context. You see, for the first about 300 years, Christianity was expressed in the gathering of the saints in homes based around family, friends, neighbors, and co-workers, and inviting that, that, uh, you know, that person of peace, that person who was curious into those homes and into the workplace and such to, to talk about the Lord and to bring them to the Lord. 
There was no auditorium church. There was no exalted pastor who had the same uh, had the responsibility of bringing forth a word from God every single week. There was no building to meet in that was called church. In the first 300 years, it was they met in homes. And so I, it, it, I realized to my horror at that point, having walked with the Lord over 25 years, but had realized to my horror that I had taken the words of the New Testament completely out of context and had tried to apply them into an auditorium setting. You see, the New Testament was written by apostles who did church in the home, and they were writing to people in church in the home. We have many of their of their names. If you will study it out, you'll see that Lydia was the hostess of the church at Philippi. When you read the book of Philippians, you're reading a letter dressed to the body which met in her home. I've even in 2009 led a tour group there, and you can you can go to Lydia's house and see the remains of it and see where they met. See that that was the basis for the first church in 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 uh, Philippi. You can go to Colossae and a woman named Nymphus, who was the leader and hostess of the church at Laodicea, in her house. Philemon is mentioned of Colossae of of being the host and hostess there. Aquila and Priscilla, husband wife team, uh, where she was a noted speaker. They are noted both in Rome and then later in Ephesus of having church meet in their home. You, we have in Acts 18, we're told that Justice, Justice Gaius in, in Corinth was the source of the, the host for the first house church in Corinth and Jason in Thessalonica. So that when you read the pages of the New Testament, you're reading letters from apostles doing church in the home to people doing church in the home. That context changes everything, folks. You see, for instance, what about the fivefold ministry? People sometimes say, well, what about the fivefold ministry in house church? The context was the house church that in the whole body in a given community, you're going to see apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. You're not going to see it in a single church any more than you do now in a single auditorium church. And it was expressed in the home throughout through the relationships. The Lord's Supper was part of a meal that was celebrated in the home gathering of people. What I'm thinking about and what's on my heart for today is this, examining the context of everything that you believe. You see, with this COVID uh, lockdowns and different things that have happened, Churches have been greatly numbered and people have been doing online meetings and meeting in small groups and they're examining their faith and saying, you know, do I, do I really want to return to the auditorium? I mean, don't we ask ourselves, will I ever go back to the movie theater? Will we ever go back to the auditorium church? And I ask that you examine the, the basis of what you believe. Perhaps you were like me some 20 years ago when I realized to my horror that I had lifted the content, lifted the words of Paul and John and James and Peter and Jude, all these authors of the New Testament. I lifted them out and I tried to apply them to the, to, to the auditorium setting when that was never their intention. And I encourage you as this turn of the year as I'm re recording this, that you go back and you examine the, the, the fact that meeting in homes with small groups, rotating homes, rotating responsibilities of who leads, just as they did in the book of Acts where they went from house to house, rotating that and meeting in small groups, being part of a larger body, a larger network of home-based churches, that was the norm. That was the norm. Uh, and, and examining if perhaps you want to get back to what I consider and what scripture would bear out, 
normal Christianity, how the book of Acts is normal Christianity, how meeting in homes is normal Christianity as presented in the pages of the New Testament. Perhaps you're searching, perhaps you have, like I described in my book, Return of the First Church, a divine dissatisfaction. You're stirring in your spirit and you're not sure exactly what it is, but you're looking for something, but you can't describe it. Perhaps perhaps it is the the different way that you are affirmed, the different way that you celebrate the gathering of the saints. Because in the scripture, there was no auditorium. There was no pastor. There, in fact, as I took a tour of the city of Pompeii in Italy, our, our Italian uh, doctorate, uh, our person who was a, the tour guide had a doctorate in archaeology. And she happened to stop by as we stopped by the Temple of Zeus, I believe it was, uh, there. And she said this had become a church. And she, even in her, her secular studies, described and said this. They said, you know, when Christianity was legalized, the the Constantine and others discovered that the pagan temples were appropriate for bringing people out of the homes to meet. They already had the pews. They already had a platform and a pulpit uh, in the pagan temple. So she said they just adapted that to Christianity. So, uh, <laughs> folks, perhaps you're thinking, oh, there is a divine dissatisfaction in me, and I'm looking for something else. Folks, go back to the roots. Go back to the proper context of Scripture. It's going to be so important in the days to come. I hope you'll sign up for my weekly thoughts uh, and e-newsletter because that's where I list our meetings and our gatherings and our Zoom meetings where I share things in more detail. I hope you'll sign up for that. I'm alluding to different things. I hope you'll take it for what it's it's worth right there. But folks, you're going to need a network of friends in the future and, and get back to your roots of meeting in the homes, relationship-based faith with family, friends, neighbors, co-workers who are, who are celebrating Christ in us, the hope of glory. All right, talk to you next time. Bye-bye. <music>